Top Sport with Michael Abramson. The star, Sheffield football journalist Joe Crange. Chelsea seem to be in a complete mess at the moment. What is going wrong then? It does feel like Chelsea Football Club need a bit of a reset. This season will probably allow them to do that because the chances are they're not going to have as many games to play next season. I think they're 11th now. They're probably not going to be playing in Europe next season as things stand. They need a heavy, heavy reset. But the problem is that, you know, when you're not playing Champions League, when you're not playing European football, it does just change things so they're going to be kind of stuck with what they've got and I, I honestly I don't know how Jason's for the other team Top Sport on SAFM well, one thing we try and do on the show is expose you to different sports, not only the main sporting codes, but some of the perhaps lesser known sporting codes. Last week, we spoke about speed cubing. We had our artistic gymnasts in the studio, our Olympic gymnasts. We have various different sports. We've had wheelchair basketball. We've had beach volleyball. Tonight, we're going to introduce you to a sport again, which you might not be familiar with. And we're talking polo. And I'm talking about the kind played on horses, not the kind played in the pool, which is water polo. The Nedbank International Polo event is back. And the Inanda Polo Club in Santon is where it will be taking place this coming Saturday. This will be the fourth installment of this distinguished event, building on the successful partnership born in 2018 between Nedbank and the South African Polo Association, who have teamed up yet again to produce a multi-layered experience in what is considered possibly the oldest team sport. Joining us now on the line to talk about this is Team South Africa polo player uh, Michael Osborne. Michael, great to chat to you and wonderful to explore a sport which I'm sure many of our listeners haven't been exposed to. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Yeah, we, uh, we are very chuffed that, um, that we've got a chance to, to show polo off to Joburg uh, this weekend, um, playing against India on Saturday. Fantastic. I mean, I know COVID has... Uh, put a spanner in the works as it has with so many different sports in terms of this event but glad it's back on the sporting calendar just tell us a little bit about the uh, this this match taking place at Inanda Club between two very well respected polar nations in the world as you say South Africa and India yeah that's correct Michael um so I mean India basic polos polo has its origins in the in the Middle East uh, in Persia and uh I know there are areas of India in Jaipur who, who, who claim that, that that's where polo began. So um, I think we as South Africa are newcomers to the sport. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, it, uh, there's a, a, a real rivalry between the two countries. Um, and, and, uh, and, yeah, both teams very, very balanced. Um, the level of polo on Saturday will be 14 goal, which is your World Cup level. Okay. Um, so both sides are equally matched on handicap. Uh, if you understand... Handicaps in golf polo works the other way around. So the higher the higher the handicap, the the stronger the the, the player. Um, right. Whereas in golf, obviously you try and you try and drop your handicap uh, if you if you're playing golf fairly. Uh, Michael, in terms of the the interest levels, obviously you have your connoisseurs who know the sport really well, who are interested. But for the man in the street who goes along to to watch just to find out what polo is all about, what sort of experience can they expect? Uh, Michael, basically, it's, it's it's a very hard game to 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 describe in that it's it's um in 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 your your England your your Americas your first world countries it's known as the sport of kings mm. it always always has been um or the king of sports those are the two definitions that that polo does have but in South Africa we play a, a very different sport in that it's more amateur uh, less professional and and more inclusive. Uh, so, 
the man on the streets coming to Ananda on sun, on Saturday for for the test matches. Uh, I'm hoping um, is going to walk home thinking, you know what, that was a real spectacle. Uh, lots of speed. Uh, yeah. You you you'll you know you you're going to see a lot of speed. All all the horses that are that are played in in a polo match, well, almost all um, have race in in their life. So the, there's you know speed is is of the essence when it comes to polo. I love my quiz questions, as our listeners know on the show. I've, I'm very, I'm obsessed with trivia. I like to find out new facts about sport. One thing I remember, and it's in the back of my brain, you can tell me if I'm right or if I'm wrong, but a, a, a quiz question nugget that seems to come up is which sport cannot be played left-handed? And I know polo was the answer. Is that correct? Can, is polo only that for right-handers? And, that is correct. And yeah. what is the reason for that? How does that work? Is that to protect the horses or it's what is that to protect situation? The horses. So if you, if you imagine hockey, hockey is played in a very similar vein and that you couldn't, you can't have a left-handed and a right-handed person meeting each other with the ball because they're going, bodies are going to make contact. And and very similarly in polo, a left-handed player trying to play the ball with a right-handed player meeting them head-on, mm. the horses will meet head-on, and that and that creates big danger for for both player and horse. So what what do left-handed people do? Do they try? Do they have to try and learn to play the game right-handed, or is there is there a way 100%, to? Hundred percent. It's, to uh, it's a, yeah, it's a real real. Uh, a, a, a tricky game for left-handed players. So, so there have been very various left-handed players who've been very successful at polo, but having to strengthen their right hand and you know learn how to use that right hand um, to to be able to to to, to fit in. Yeah, mm, I know. Then, yeah, your your trivia is always right, Michael. I've, <laughs> I've heard you before. So you do Thanks. your homework. Thanks, Michael. Uh, I, I've noticed. I know in the tennis world there are a lot of tennis players. For example, I remember there was a tennis player who played many years ago on the circuit called Sabine Appelmans, a woman from Belgium. And she actually was born right-handed, but had to learn to play left-handed because all her friends played left-handed and she wanted to copy them. And she became very oh successful as a left-handed player. So I suppose if, if she could do that, I'm sure there are polo players in the world who can change from left-handed to right-handed. Yeah. Well, there's a will, there's a way. Huh? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> in terms of the game, four players per team. I know that they are very specialized positions as you would have in some other sports with the numbers on the back. What I've seemed to have figured out for myself, and again, you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. The more, the lower your number, the more advanced you are in terms. Of, right, <laughs> the, the, the more advanced your position is. So, for example, number one would play further up the field, whereas uh, number four would be more defensive. Can you just explain the generally, generally, but, but how you that don't works? Have demarcated areas where you can and cannot play. Uh, There's similar sports, uh, polo cross. I'm sure you've you've heard of and seen polo cross. Yes. Where the different positions have different areas that they are allocated to play in. Polo is slightly different in that you can play anywhere on the field, but yes, uh, the, the lower your number. So you, your numbers are one, two, three, and four, obviously, in a four-man team. Right. And your number one is generally known as your attacker, where number four is your defender. So a fullback and, a, and, and possibly a wing uh, in, in rugby terms. Yeah, um, okay. Uh, not, not a prop, but a wing, because you, you know, the, the number one is going to be attempting to score the goal uh, with a bit of speed and you know running past his opposing player. Right. Um, there, there, there are props who do that, but not too many. <laughs> and do, do you stay on the same horse for the for the whole game for each of the chuckers, no. or, or, or are you allowed to rotate? Because obviously for the horses it must be pretty hectic for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a horse will n will never be able to last a whole game. A okay. horse will last uh, in a six chucker game. Um, you can you can normally expect to ride probably. I mean, you can get away with six horses, but generally in the higher levels of polo, you'll, you'll probably ride eight different horses. Uh, Saturday is, is, is slightly unique in that 
And because we are having to mount the tourists, so the Indians are playing on, on our own horses. Okay. Um, the five-chucker match is split into ten half-chuckers. So basically, just for, for, for horse management um, and horse safety, we, we've decided to, to play three-and-a-half-minute per horse, and then that horse gets a break and then can come back later for a second half. A okay. second half-chucker. I'm, so, I'm, so your chucker is normally seven minutes plus 30 seconds after the first bell. Right. Um, and we've, we're going to have a three and a half minute, roughly three and a half. It'll be when, when play goes dead, um, whistle will go and, and all eight players can go and change horses. And that's basically for, for pony welfare. And in terms of uh, preparation for, for this event, so how, much, how much time do you spend in, in terms of training? You've mentioned that it's, it's still fairly much, uh, fairly much an amateur sport in, on South African level. So I just want to know for listeners who may be listening and thinking, oh, that might be a sport that I should, should maybe try. Just tell us about the preparation that goes in and maybe some of the costs involved in, in <clears throat> becoming acquainted with the sport. So... You know, we we touched on it earlier. The 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 sport of kings, as as it's known in in, in definitely in England, um, has a has a, a very high cost factor. It's slightly different in South Africa because, like I said, we we amateurs and, and and a lot of farmers play. I'm a farmer myself, and and farmers generally make up or used to make up eighty uh, percent of the of South Africa's polo players. They're probably down to about forty percent now, mm. but very much part-time polo players. Um, to to sum up, you know, taking it up as a sport and suddenly playing it, you you would probably incur costs of, of renting horses to start with because it takes three, four, five years to make a horse really good at polo. So there's a real um, um, time investment in, in building a string of polo ponies. Michael, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I'm, I'm learning more and more about so many different sporting codes by doing this show. Best of luck with the, with the event, uh, with the test match on, on Saturday. Hope it goes well and hope that people really enjoy the experience, those that come along to watch. And hopefully we've whetted some appetites among our sporting public to make them aware that there are sports other than soccer, rugby, tennis and cricket that do exist in the world. Thanks so much for your time. That's Michael Osborne, Team South Africa polo player, who will be in action against India in the test match on Saturday at Inanda Club.